So something I have been asked and frankly give a lot of thought to is the idea of should I, will I, how much will Olivia and I give to our daughter uh, when we move on, right? When we pass on, because it comes for all of us. And Dion from Dion Talk uh, has earned financial freedom. He has uh, three lovely children doing great. So I just wanted to ask him, Dion, have you thought about how you're going to divide up your empire, uh, how much money you want to leave to your kids uh, at your eventual passing? Or are you uh, just not thinking about that? You just want to, you're going to blow it all and say, good luck. What, what's going on? I was, it's a great question. I like it when it comes up. I, I have two sarcastic answers that my kids are aware of. And then <laughs> kind of kind of a real way of looking at it. So so the the real answer first, so that I don't delay it with sarcasm, but the real answer is, I don't want my kids thinking their retirement depends on me passing away, right? Oh, so, yes. So I, I always forget which one it is, but it's a sports ball player, um, one of the really tall ones that <laughs> said, um, my kids aren't rich. I'm rich. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal is famous for go. saying okay. that quote. So thank you for that. I should write that down because I always yeah. Shaq told his son, you're not rich. I'm rich. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's kind of the reality of it. Yes, at some point when I when I'm not here, this is generational wealth. It will go to my family for them to probably sell and blow because we're you know most most wealthy families are broke within three generations, right? So that's probably going to be the trajectory there. I don't think I have the capacity to teach great grandkids, right? To, to do that. So, but here's the two kind of sarcastic but real things. The first is. It's one of the reasons why I don't have life insurance. I never want to be worth more dead than I am alive because my kids would kill me for a slice of pizza. So again, goes back to not wanting them to think that me passing away. My my brother retired with 10 paid off rentals and his his kids, my my niece and my nephew, love them both. Great. Really delayed doing anything with life because in their later teenage years, I actually remember having conversations with them where they were like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get all my dad's rentals. Well, I'm like, so here's the first part I want you to think about that if that's something that's gone through your head, if your parents own rentals, or if you have kids. At what age did you invest? Hmm. So I was uh, in my 40s, and my, and my kids are in their 30s. So if I make it to 80, they're going to be 60. Right. Right. Yeah. That means they would have to retire at regular age if they're going to rely on me passing away in my 80s or 90s. So that doesn't help them retire early. If you're Matt, the lumberjack landlord, now he's in his forties and his kids are in you know, under five, yeah. right? So yeah. when he's 80, they'll be 40, 30 or 40, right? Whatever, whatever it is there, 45. So it might be kind of an earlier retirement for them. So that's kind of an estimate of how old are you compared to your kids? So some people might be leaving their properties to their grandkids. Mm. Uh, that's the first thing. Um, the, the second thing is, and this is a bit sarcastic is I tell my kids that when I, when I pass away, my portfolio will be divided equally into thirds. They each get a third or it'll be all sold off. They get a third Un unless any one of them spends a penny on their mothers. Then the other two get everything. So yeah. that, that's kind of a sarcastic <laughs> answer. Um, but I, I make sure that I have sarcasm to bring up the topic so that we can talk about it so that my kids right. are aware uh, that I'm not their retirement. Their their retirement needs to happen decades before I would pass away. If, if I make it that far, if I, if I die sooner, um, I, I don't know that any of them are ready yeah. to just all of a sudden have a portfolio. 
Right. And like the people right now who are investing, if, if you're like Matt and you're taking your kid to the job sites and everything, it could work out. They can totally yeah. get into it. But everybody think about what their father did. Yeah. And how much you hate it. Yeah. Whatever it is. So that might even backfire. Um, I think what's most important, here's here's my my solution. This is the best thing I could do for my kids. And, and if you're watching this video, I think this is the best thing that you can do for your kids. And you might be one of those people that, you know, you're you're building generational wealth for your kids. And, and uh, I don't even want to recycle because that just leaves a better planet for my kids. And what have they ever actually done for me? But here's what I really want to do. My goal when it comes to my kids is to not become a burden when I'm older. Yes. That like matters that. more than what I think th that I'm going to, to leave them. Uh, if you, and Cody is, is awesome. Cody and Christian, you know, that one of their reasons that they talk about wanting to reach financial freedom is Cody wanted to retire his mother. Hmm. If you're a kid and you're growing up and your goal is to retire your parent, imagine what Cody's energy could be spent on if that wasn't even a consideration. I'm not saying Cody shouldn't do that. I'm sure he loves his mom and he's, He's doing it, right? So it's great. But if his mom, and so us in this situation, the age yeah, right. bracket there, have our own retirement, I, I don't think that a kid should be growing up thinking, how do I retire my parents? Yeah. yeah or I take care of them or, or pay for their, their retirement home or feel bad because they don't make enough money to put you in a better home. And, and believe me, when I say talking about being in a home, that's not a bad thing. I definitely want to be in a home when I'm old enough and can take care of myself because I've seen my kids take care of pets and I don't want that lifestyle either. I want trained professionals to take care of me. I want the money that's going to pay for that. I don't want my kids to have to earn the money yeah. to pay for that. Yeah. It's funny. When I think about this topic, I actually go back to my second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires, which again, uh, if you haven't got on Audible, you're missing out because this man right here is the narrator. Dion narrated the second book, which was just awesome. But I, I always get asked for what chapter was most meaningful, right? Because again, it's 15 totally different stories. And one of those chapters I put in the book was for me. Uh, and it was a, a lady, as I recall, in her late 70s, who had built a portfolio about the size of Olivia and I, and how she has kind of spent the last eight years or so unwinding it. I think at the, as... I think in the story, she talks about having one or two left and they were just about being sold. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of the, that, that conversation was about, have you ever met a 75 year old who was a good landlord? The answer is no, right? I've bought a lot of those things. And, you know, so to, to kind of th that chapter was, and again, I, I wrote the book and I've gone back and read that chapter repeatedly. Uh, because I know there's a time, probably in the next decade, where Olivia and I will trim the portfolio purposefully. Uh, we will probably get the portfolio down to a size um, that, know, that's 20% of where it is today when we move on, or like when it would be, when life events happen. And, 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 and uh, Teresa... Um, you know, we'll we'll inherit that, and there'll be instructions about who to work with, and and if she wants to to dump them, but it will be the best stuff. It will be the free and clear stuff. So my intention is absolutely uh, to give her enough, uh, but not everything, right? Olivia and I will be enjoying life 
uh, hopefully for the next 50 or 60 years. And um, all because of what we did over 15 years. And um, But yeah, that chapter in the book, I don't remember what chapter it was, but her story was very moving. Um, so that's that's kind of my plan. I like conversations like this because it's actually one of the reasons I like the show Yellowstone. It's a, it's a family who make decisions and take actions that impact decades. Like they're never thinking of next week or next month. They're thinking, you know, our grandkids are going to have this impact. When we start investing, most of us are coming from a point where we've just been in survival mode. How do I make enough money to survive till the next paycheck? And then we figure out, oh, if I, if I do something with my money, pay myself first, house hack, start an investment, start to develop cash flow, I can get on this investment ladder. Then how do I grow it? And, and most of us are focused on that. And a lot of people actually never get out of that growth phase. Like they get to 50 units, they, they want 100. They get 100, they want 190. Yeah. They, they, now, now it's how do I do syndications? How do I do trailer parks? How do I do whatever? And they've got like 8,000 things going on. And it's just growth for growth's sake. Some of us figure out that 16 is plenty. It's probably too much. Yeah. I, can yeah. just, I just want enough, enough money to have fun. So there's a there's a timeline to our investing. And when it comes to that that thought process of, I, I like that chapter too, you get, get into your 70s, w- would your kids benefit from getting a, an entire portfolio that has some rehabs going on and some flips yeah. going over here? And, it'd be a, but if you be get, a burden, yeah. The, the cherry picked, paid off, tenant in place, probably property management. And you just go yeah. kind of, you know, here's how this works. And of course they've, they've known you their entire life. So they have some right. idea of how that works. Um, and then I'll wrap up with what my kids tell me okay. is actually going to happen with my, with their retirement, with my, with their inheritance. Oh, I look forward to it. They say, and they actually tell me this all the time. They know what kind of person I am. So when I'm 80, I'm going to marry a 20 year old and none of them are going to get anything. <laughs> so, so they say my next ex-wife hasn't even been born yet but my next ex-wife <laughs> hasn't even been born yet so so that means that i've got my in my kids minds oh that's funny they have to be self-sufficient yeah I they like know that. that it's entirely possible that when i'm 80 someone else might get the thing if i remarry right that but not today and luckily it's always today but uh that's that means funny. that they are out there developing their own lives, getting their income. My my son took care of $54,000 in bad debt within one year, and he started saving for his first uh, duplex and then um, a Disneyland trip and a Subaru and a couple of other things have delayed him, but I will knock that out of his head soon enough <laughs> and get get him on the property ladder. And I'm, I'm not sure about my daughters, but they might at some point. Um, but they know their retirement's not coming from me. There you go. Dion, where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Awesome. Thank you so much.